You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. A rock star's guide surviving the Malaysian music industry. Welcome back to another episode of The Rockstar's Guide to Surviving the Malaysian Music Industry with me, Darren, from The Bad and Honest Mistake. And I have so much to share. And this is the eighth episode. We've got two more episodes to go for season one. And we might be renewing for season two where we get into deeper stuff. But today, we're going to talk about something that's very, very uh, important, you know, and a lot of people struggle with this, a lot of bands especially, and a lot of artists as well. So what I've got here is sometimes, you know, we could be shy about naming our price. And uh, so maybe it's time for you to work on your rate card. And uh, if you've not heard of what a rate card is, it is a card with your price, okay? Just like a menu at a restaurant for food, this is a menu for your music. So imagine, yeah, exactly. Imagine like your food on the menu. So trust me, it will really, really help. And here in the studio, we've got Nadim from Sketch Entertainment. And yeah, uh, yeah. he's been in the scene for a long time, for 10 years now. He's a concert promoter. He's an artist manager. He's basically everything. He's done it all. And um, Just like Darren. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's here to, to tell us a little bit about naming our price and how much should we charge? How much is decent? How Ching. much is too cheap? Or how much is just ridiculous? All right. But here in the music industry, I would say nothing is ever too ridiculous. You can only charge too little. <laughs> Before we even go to how much should we charge, what is a decent amount, you know, or the ways we charge, you know, do we charge per song or like per, per set, you know, because sometimes clients just ask, oh, how much for three songs? You know, mm. some, some clients would say, oh, I want you to play a, a three 30-minute sets, you know. So, but before we get into that, we all need to know how much we are worth. And putting worth to yourself is kind of challenging. I guess you need to validate yourself and also ask the people in the industry as well, you know, how much they are pricing. And then that's how you can kind of like get a base from and then you work on from there. Market research. Yeah, yeah. market research, exactly. The lowest or, or a good rate to start from would be 500 bucks for a 15 to 20 minute set. And then from there, you can increase gradually. A 20 minute set is 500 maybe at this point of your career you you're just starting out as a new artist maybe 800 for a, a one hour set you know i think that is decent if you are starting out maybe a year into your career but if you are a bigger band if you are more popular you have bigger following you probably have uh, a bunch of music videos out you have some kind of recognition maybe you can start at a thousand ringgit so on and so forth you know so so if you're a bigger band then you charge a little bit higher but some of the ways you can organize yourself would be to charge according to one song, three songs, five songs, seven or eight songs or ten songs. In other words, you can charge for a 15-minute set, a 30-minute set, a 45-minute set and a 60-minute set. And that's kind of how you can start pricing yourself and then you're creating a menu for yourself. This would be a very good base or to start off from and then later on as you grow in your career you can alter the numbers and alter the figures as we go I've worked with artists where they are 10,000 bucks for three songs I've worked with artists that are 25,000 bucks for three songs and for example artists like Siti Nohaliza or Dayang Nofaiza they are at least like 20 to 30 grand you know per per set even Jacqueline Victor she is at that rate as well 24,000 and above um, I remember Hujan is about 10 to 15 grand now they could be more so way more 
<laughs> so how so how you price yourself starts with market research and then just putting it out there. You have to be bold as well because some people they they are too afraid to put a figure to themselves and sometimes shortchanging themselves and and that is something that we don't want you to do. How much should you charge? What is a decent amount? I just gave you the lowdown and uh, do you charge per song or per set? I just gave you all of that. The next thing would be contracts. Now this is where Nadim comes in and working with international artists. Are there contracts and how important are contracts? I think they're just as important as they're not. I think that you mm. need to know when and when not to use them. From personal experience and from from a lot of my peers that are in management as well. A lot of the biggest management deals that I know of, including all the ones that I have, are all on a verbal basis. Even though, like, I got the red jumpsuit apparatus to sign a management contract with me while I was a teenager. Yeah. That contract had long changed and went up and down and left mm -hmm. and right. It went from being valid to invalid really quickly and became to trust. Yeah. And we, we took it from written to verbal. Yeah, and um, it just works better that way because if you don't have a verbal trust with a lot of your bigger clients at the end of the day, it's just not going to work yeah. long term. Yeah, but you could also argue that it's it's just safe yeah. to have the contract. Exactly. M my thing is, if you have the time, the resources, and you know all that on deck, sure, get a contract out. But yeah. it's. Uh, unless don't let that be the primary focus exactly you know exactly. don't you shouldn't have to wait until there's a contract signed to get work done yeah, yeah. you know and yeah. like the contract should maybe come into place once everyone is very comfortable with the relationship yeah, yeah. and being like no we're all happy let's get married yeah kind of deal yeah. you know yeah. like let's let's yeah. try out this marriage long term yeah and let's have some kids yeah and see where this goes yeah and blah 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 and worst case we have a divorce clause if it doesn't work out this is how it unfolds yeah but um you know like even contracts it all kind of goes back to like pricing and the structures at the mm. end of the day it's it's very important to know your client yeah always be flexible i'm i'm pretty sure i can speak on behalf of every single international act that does music full time is that they don't have a fixed fee if anyone tries booking any act out there, you're going to get a response from me saying, what's your budget? Yeah, you exactly. Know? And it's yeah. like, we always want to try and make it work. Mm -hmm. But like, that's where different countries have different economics to it. And like, we have different expectations from different areas mm -hmm. and different people. Yeah. So it's like, if we if we get a, a government body or a big corporation reaching out to us, you know, doing a huge flashy thing mm. and expecting us to play for a token or this or that, and not requiring us to do X, Y, and Z. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And like surely something's off where you can see that they have the budget. Mm. So it's always kind of like, like you said, do your research. Yeah. Even when it comes to people, artists that you want to work with, is, is it something that's going to work long term? There's a lot yeah. that you can find out yeah. from history yeah. before having to go. Uh, neck deep into these arrangements exactly. yeah. and then regret it later. Yeah. A contract could be an email as well. Like in For this sure. day and age now, an email agreement would be, would you like to play? Yes, I would. 100%. That is, you know, written already, you, For, know? you know. I mean, a verbal contract is one thing, you know, but the different types of written contracts apart from having like the actual contract oh, contract, you know, an For email sure. is a contract as well. Yeah, and to backtrack, so like with my international acts, we have, um, you know, verbal agreements, but every show we do has a written binding black and white contract that's in a PDF and a physical file somewhere yeah. Yeah. of every single show we do if we're getting paid. 
yeah. and it's gotten to a point yeah. that we don't we won't do shows unless there's a payment. Yeah, you know, because we've kind of gotten to that level. But mm. even bands like Red Jumpsuit earlier in their career, their label had to fork out money for them to buy onto other tours. Yeah, uh, to become the band that they are today. Yeah, uh, yeah. but it's it's a different world internationally than it is yeah, here yeah and i definitely think you know bands should take your advice by understanding because there's a lot of opportunities even for smaller acts mm -hmm. out here mm -hmm. and uh, you definitely have to have a rate card and yeah. etc yeah and know how how to play by their rules yeah and you know what they're used to yeah exactly. you can't you can't ask them what their budget is yeah, and stuff yeah. like that yeah. and, and that's gonna make you lose the deal yeah, that's true i found out the hard way <laughs> <laughs> yeah no you're you're 100 right uh, but it'll get to a point i guess even like you said with the city and Halizas yeah. and the jacqueline victors where they become almost priceless where they don't have yeah. a certain figure yeah it's all about what what is this project about yeah what is this engagement yeah you yeah. know entail at the end of yeah, the day exactly. what are you asking from me yeah and then they kind of they get very picky because you can afford to be picky yeah that's true it's a different game yeah so when it comes to pricing um you know sometimes you can just throw out a random figure you know mm -hmm. and see who bites because if you know that you're on the wanted list you can pretty much do anything but of course you know if you've already made it i don't think you'll be listening to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> a, a simple form of a contract would also be an invoice for sure you know an email is sim a much simpler form but an invoice would be the next level and that would be kind of the required protocol yeah. you know especially when you're working with an events company sure. um you know or a brand having an invoice you know and and that means you need to have at least your banking details sorted out you know having a ban account i think we spoke about this in earlier episodes having a separate ban account would be very important or if you have a business account that is also very important because that's how an honest visit record started anyway you know initially like the the name was formed so that we could build everything more professionally and now that it's functioning as a, a management and a label you know we've just upgraded the business model that way so it started off as a reason you know to build things mm. yeah. and it became something bigger than it originally meant out to be yeah yeah along the way yeah so what about um cancellation fees mm. um, how's that like you know? okay so this is now and, we're and in COVID season so mm. a lot of sh more shows have been getting cancelled than ever before yeah. and uh, I think anyone that's listening to this that has any kind of lawyer experience or procurement in general will know about force majeures yeah and like on a big international level every contract has a force majeure where there are certain clauses that if those clauses apply the contract is invalid yeah so uh, COVID was one of those causes basically Basically, natural disasters. Natural disasters, yeah. Uh, this or that, and like when that happens, everybody just needs to get back where everyone was at before the show started. Yeah, exactly. So if you gave a deposit to the artist, the artist should essentially give it back. But within the force majeure of, let's say, our artists, we have a clause that if we fork out any expenses for the show from those guarantees or deposits, then we get to deduct that and declare those receipts. Right as a damage cost mm. because okay we understand everyone's losing money from this cancellation but we book a flight or yeah. paid for a visa application mm. or etc based off this contract so sure you want your deposit back but we're going to deduct x y and z mm. because those are directly incurred from this deal 
Yeah, that's how we, we run cancellations. I think it's important to be as understanding as possible, yeah. but also like demand what's rightfully yours. That yeah. if you've gone out of your way for that engagement, mm. uh, try find a way that you can be compensated yeah. for at least whatever that you'd had to go yeah. out of pocket. Because sure, not everyone's not going to be paid their full amounts because no one's going to be doing the work. But a lot of the work might have already been done. Yeah, that's true. So that being said, so deposits are very, very important. So for example, like us, when we deal with clients, especially corporate events and with brands, we always have a 50% upon confirmation. And uh, I think that is a security deposit for for all of us. You know, it's a security for us, the artists, knowing that the show is going to happen. A security deposit for Just the organizers as well, you know. Because we making know that sure you that, guys have the date locked. Yeah. Making and sure. like, we don't have to worry about yeah, you guys pulling exactly. out yeah. or someone having a wedding yeah. or this or that or whatever. Yeah. Our shows are go, everything's lined up. Yeah. And we have your invoice as a proof mm. and the payment slip. Yeah. That, hey, you better show yeah, up at exactly. that time. Yeah. Yeah. it's all sorted from our side right so that is the guarantee and that's very important to at least get the 50% and then um, what we usually do is 50% on the balance payment would be on the day itself depending on on who the organizers are you know if we've already worked with them before knowing you know, your client knowing your clients yeah. right you know so it could be a month or two months or three months after or it could be a week after you know any any time at all or if they are very very proactive which is very rare in, in many advance. cases they will pay you in advance yeah so a week ahead they no will clear <laughs> they'll clear all their payments um, but chances you know to work with those kinds of clients are very rare but you will you know at, at least in this lifetime and when you get to a certain level you can start demanding it exactly yeah yeah we'll know you by then <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the last question, how do you negotiate with clients? I think one of the strategies that I use all the time would be for you, brother price. You know? Um, you know, and and if clients are listening to this, I'm sorry, you know, but that's that's how it is, you know? Because it's not about the figure of speech, but it is about the friendship that's going to be developed from sure. there. So making the clients feel good that they are getting a price much better than anybody else. You know, will automatically give you favor. 100%. You know, so that is one strategy. You know, quote a higher price, but tell them it's brother price. You know, that's one. <laughs> or if if you don't want to use that strategy, you can use like you can really give them a brother price. You know, like way cheaper than anybody else. That's one. And then the second one, if you know that you're on the wanted list, you can quote a little bit higher and then negotiate it down because sometimes clients all they want is cheap mm. you know if they can get you for free they would for sure. so the most important thing is to price it a little bit higher you know 10-20% higher and then when they start negotiating then you can bring it down to the actual price that you're asking for 100%. yeah so that is also another strategy what are some other strategies you know I, I that use, we can employ I've used one my whole life and I still use it today if I can't be blunt and ask what's your budget I'll just say send us an offer you know so it's yeah. like like that's the quickest four words in the yeah. most politest way yeah. that you can just let someone know being like just let us know what you can give us yeah you know yeah. and like that's um, in negotiations I think I'm sure if I watch one of those master classes on negotiations they'll say rule number one is never open with never, never open, open with the, the price. bid yeah never yeah. open with the price or never yeah. start the bid I in my experience you can always also lose the client that way yeah exactly um, so there needs to be a fair balance back to knowing your client doing your research because sometimes yeah. it's not too hard to find out what kind of financial position 
the whoever's coming out to you mm. asking you you know for an engagement yeah um you know how well they're doing yeah. so with a little bit of research finding out a little bit more information that can help you understand how much you can yeah. take out of that agreement get an get an offer out that surprises me every day till today yeah like just asking for an offer because yeah. sometimes it can be way more yeah. than you would ever yeah. value yourself yeah yeah and then suddenly your value's gone up because mm. someone's opened an offer extended mm. an offer 10 times more than anything you've ever been offered yeah but that doesn't mean he stopped doing the smaller shows but it's understanding that hey there are various opportunities where if the stars are aligned in your favor you yeah. might just get something where you know that you're the the one that's getting the most out of the deal yeah yeah. And it's your little secret yeah, that makes true. you sleep extra comfortable yeah, at night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true, man. Well, I mean, like negotiating skills, man, that, that is also another skill that comes with experience. That comes with experience. Yeah. So as an artist, you know, you need to learn how to develop that as well. But again, you know, it's all about developing the friendship and the relationship with the clients and it all goes back to communication. And these are some of the tips of how much you should charge and how you can price yourself. Yeah, that's how it is. So another tip would be you can have your rates ready in a PDF format or in an image, just like a menu at a restaurant. Yep. I hope this has helped you guys a little bit, you know, to clear up your worries about how to price yourself. And hopefully from this conversation that I've had with Nadeem, it has... Um... Bams are going to start ripping us off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get ready, Darren. <laughs> We're not getting free bands anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I hope that you, you've learned something from this. I hope you'll be able to take something home. You know, when we come back in the next episode, it's going to be more interesting. So, stay tuned for the Rockstar's Guide to Surviving the Malaysian Music Industry.